you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. your Bibles tonight and we'll turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 16 and I'm going to read lengthily tonight beginning with verse 16 of Acts 16. Acts chapter 16 and verse number 16. And it came to pass as we went to prayer a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. In other words, she was a fortune teller. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and he came out the same hour. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas, they drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates saying these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive neither to observe being Romans and the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Verse 24, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. Verse 25, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. They weren't quiet about it. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, not after prayer, 
but after they sang and gave praises unto the Lord. There was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. By the help of the Lord tonight, I'm going to preach maybe a tad shorter than normal if you'll help me preach. If you sit on me tonight, I may preach a tad longer than I normally preach. By the help of the Lord tonight, I'm going to preach from this title, Sing Your Song. Sing Your Song. Lord, we need your help tonight. Speak to our hearts. Inspire us. Help us, O oh God, to rise from all of our troubles and give you honor and give you glory and give you praise in the midnight hour. We honor you and we thank you and we bless your name in Jesus' name. Somebody put your hands together tonight and give God high praise in the house. Would you lift your voice with that hand clap and magnify the Lord? Isaiah, the 54th chapter, begins with an interesting verse. The prophet declares, Sing, O barren. I can understand if he said, Sing, you who have been wanting a child and God has given you that. But he says, Sing, O barren. The principle here is for us not to wait until everything is perfect to start singing a song. Don't wait until everything is good to decide now I'm going to praise Him. I've been in and around the church all of my life. When I was born, my dad was pastoring. This is about all I've ever known is church and church people. And I've known some that have gone through difficulties and they have let it get the best of them. You can tell because they walk into the house of the Lord and when they come in, they have a predetermined attitude that says, I'm going through it, so I'm not going to praise and worship God. I'm upset, I'm frustrated, so I'm going to take it out on God. And then there are those that I have watched walk through the darkest days of their life walk into the house of God and you would never know they were going through something if it depended on us watching them with their worship and in their praise. The Lord is calling us to worship and praise even in the bad times. Isaiah's idea was praise him while you are still barren. Because if you will learn to praise him while you are still barren, you won't be barren very long. Can I bring it home to you tonight? If we will learn to praise him when we're broke, like we've already received the blessing, I can assure you that the blessing will be on the way if we can learn to muster the strength and the courage to praise Him in the middle of our sickness, to praise Him in the midnight hour, to praise Him in the hardship and struggle, 
the answer will be on the way. We need to learn to break forth into singing while we're still going through it. Some of us like our trouble so much that's all we want to talk about. We want to talk about the trouble. We want to talk about the problem. We want to talk about what's wrong in our life. We need to start finding a moment every day in our life just to say, hey, I may be in trouble, but just a minute. You know what time it is? It's time for me to sing my song. Because you know the truth? Whether you can carry a tune or not, you've been created to sing. We sing in the shower. We sing when we drive. We whistle while we work. Some do a little better job of it than others. I, I believe that humans by nature have some innate ability to be able to sing because the Bible is full of instruction to tell us to sing. It's all through the scripture where they sang and we are given instruction to also sing. It even tells us sometimes to sing a new song. It tells us to sing a spiritual song. It tells us to sing with understanding. We're to sing when things are going good and sing when things are going bad. You know what I believe? I believe that we need a revival of apostolic worship that includes some good apostolic singing. I'm not just talking about in church service, but every day of our life when we can get to a moment and say, boy, the pain's in my body, but I still have a song in my heart. The trouble is still, but I still have a song in my heart. Maybe some of us have come, become too refined for our own good. May I remind you tonight that the God of creation and redemption is the God of the song. When the universe was brought together and brought into existence, Job 38 describes it and says the morning stars sang also. There is so much about the song. They sang together. And then you know what it said? And the sons of God shouted for joy. It's not just the song. Some people sing beautifully. And I may not be able to sing so beautifully. Tonight I have coughed all afternoon. And, and I have struggled with my voice for the last day or two. But I want to tell you something. Even on the day that my voice may not be in, be in its best, when you sing and it sounds beautiful, I'm a son of God, a child of God. I'm going to lift my voice and rejoice with you. The Bible says rejoice with those that rejoice, weep with those that weep. So if you will find the courage to sing your song, I'm going to find the courage to worship with you and to praise with you. Pardon me tonight if I embarrass you just a minute, Brother Phil, but you're hard to embarrass. You're like me. 
I started preaching tonight before I ever got out of the chute. Brother Phil Kuchman was one of the first on his feet tonight. His, his aunt passed away today, and I know they've got grief and sorrow in their, in their home, but he made it back from being with his family in South Bend, and he sent me a text and said, Pastor, I just got to get in the house of the Lord tonight. You know what? He didn't just come to the house of the Lord, but I watched him through the service, and he found the courage to sing through the... Through the he didn't come in tonight just down in the mully grubs, because you know why? We have a hope that is beyond this world. Hey, I've got a home in glory land that'll outshine the sun. Come on, somebody in this house tonight needs to realize I may be in the struggle, but I've been called to be a worshiper. God brought the children of Israel out of bondage to Egypt in Exodus chapter 15. The Israelites sang the song of Moses. But earlier in the story, there was a time when Israel had lost their song. The Bible said they hung their harps on the willows. In our text tonight, Paul and Silas were in prison. And they were going through terrible punishment in jail. One writer writes about this and says they were not just in prison, but they were in the inner prison. But they sang. And when they sang, the prison cells were opened for them. The Bible is replete with stories of men who prayed and who sang even in the midnight hour. Although it was dark in their dungeon, their feet were in stocks and their hands were in handcuffs, so to speak. They were thrown into the inner prison. They were in the dungeon of despair. Yet the Bible said that Paul and Silas sang and gave praises to God in the midnight hour. They knew what the next morning was going to look like. They knew the next morning that they were going to be killed. They were going to be destroyed. And their life was going to end. But the Bible clearly says at midnight when the clock struck and they knew there was no more hope for them to come out the other side. They knew it the moment that it became the darkest in their life. If they could muster the courage to find a song and begin to sing and give praise unto the Lord in their midnight hour that it would call on heaven's response. Thus Isaiah says, let the barren sing. Israel was overtaken and taken into captivity. The enemy required of them a song, but Israel had lost their song. And they even said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? It's a sad day when the people of God lose their song. You may be in a hard season right now. You may be going through it right now, but I'm going to tell you that if you will not lose faith, 
and you will find the courage to give God glory and praise and honor in all things that you face and deal with. I I came tonight just to tell you and preach a simple little message. If you will keep your praise strong and you will keep your song and you don't allow the enemy to get you alone in the corner of despair and you will give him praise in the midnight hour, I want to tell you God's going to turn it around. He's going to work it to your favor. He's going to send blessing in the midnight. He's going to send relief in the prison cell. He's going to come on the scene and do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Pastor, I don't understand this. Let me break it down a little more for you. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. I know I'm not deep in the scripture tonight, but I came with a word of reminder for somebody in this room tonight. I will bless the Lord at all times. That doesn't just mean when things are well. I will bless the Lord at all times. Even when things are not good, his praise, David declares, will continually be in my mouth. Somebody tonight needs to choose what your conversation is going to be. Somebody needs to choose what your prayer is going to sound like. You can take your prayer to God and you can tell him all about your troubles or you can get go before him and begin to talk about how great he is. You can either magnify the problem or you can magnify the problem solver. But I'm going to tell you tonight, magnifying your situation is not going to get you out. But when you begin to magnify your king, he will come on the scene and deliver you. I dare somebody tonight to just muster the courage to look fear in the face and do the thing that you thought you would never be able to do again. You see, because when life happened, when that hurt came, when that pain came, when that disappointment came, when that loved one passed, when that frustration came, when they said that about you, when that situation came into your life that you didn't ask for and you didn't bring on yourself, if you could somehow in the middle of all of that find the courage to see that God rules and reigns over everything. You can either let your troubles get you down or either you can lift up your head and look unto the, the author and finisher of our faith and declare, I'm never going back to where I once was. I'm never going back to depression. I'm never going back to frustration. I'm never going back to loneliness. I'm never going back to the beggarly elements of this world. But I'm going to find some praise. I'm going to find some, some praise in my heart. I'm going to find a song to sing in my midnight hour. Oh, somebody clap your hands to the Lord and get him, give him praise. I wonder if anybody in this house tonight can find the courage. In the middle of your struggle, you can just find the courage just to begin to sing in awe of your trouble. I heard a story about a grandma when a, a tornado was coming in. And she was on the front porch, and she was in her rocking chair, 
and the grandkids and the family were all gathered around at Grandma's house. And Grandma was on the front porch and she's just in a rocking chair. And she's just watching the storm roll in. And she's just singing and watching the storm roll in. And the grandkids gathered around and said, Grandma, why don't you pray? And she looked at the kids singing. And she said, no kids, it's time to sing. Because I prayed before the storm ever got here. Somebody tonight needs to hear a message from Grandma. And you need to say, I've already prayed for my loved ones. I've already asked him to do it. Now I'm going to put a praise on it. I'm going to start praising him in advance. I'm going to start praising him because I know he heard my prayer. I'm going to start singing a song and let heaven rejoice. There's delivering power in the Lord's song. Before Israel was delivered, they had to find again their song. Paul and Silas were in prison. Things were bad. Things were not looking good. On paper, according to the documents that they would have had against them in that day, it looked like a death sentence for them. But in the middle of their situation, they had to find their song. When Israel put their harps on the willow, they had to find their song. I may be preaching to somebody in this room today, and it may be you that I'm talking to, and you know who you are. But you just haven't just stopped singing, but you stopped singing a long time ago, and now you have lost your song. You don't even know what song you're supposed to be singing. You don't even remember what the song, what the melody sounded like. You need to go back to that place of beginning. You need to go back. You know where your praise is right where you laid it down. You know where your song is right where you hung it up. If somehow tonight in the Holy Ghost you could get back to that place where you put your song down, where you laid down your harps, where you sat down in the dungeon of despair and said, I'm going to look at all my problems and I'm going to focus on everything that's wrong. If you could get back there and find your song and begin to sing the Lord's song even in the midnight hour, I want to tell you your situation can turn around. Paul and Silas were in prison, but they had to find their song. And before you ever walk in victory again, you will have to find your song. There is power in the Lord's song. I love music. I like all genres of music. Most, most all genres. I like music in general. I'll even like some love songs. I like about every kind of gospel music out there. Some of you hate on me a little bit for liking a little southern gospel. I like a little black gospel. I like a little contemporary. I like a little soul. I like old music. I like new music. I like slow songs. I like medium songs. 
I like fast songs. You can't hardly find one that I don't like and that I won't worship with you because it's not about it's not about the genre of music. It's about the message. It's about what the music does. It's about what the song does. I came tonight to tell you somebody needs to throw your prejudices aside tonight and say I'm coming out of where I am. I'm going back to find my song. It's not going to be about what I like and what I dislike, what I'm going through or what I'm facing or how dark it is in the mind dungeon I'm going to begin to sing the Lord's song in the middle of my trial and let him bring me through to victory shout there's power in my song 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 there is an interesting text the people of God are under attack verse 21 said and when they had consulted with the people He appointed singers unto the Lord. Now understand this, and I, I wish I had time, but I promised you I wouldn't preach long tonight, so i got to move pretty quick here. And you're doing a pretty good job helping me, thank you. And all those that aren't helping me, they're wanting me to preach longer. But you're defying them tonight. Jehoshaphat didn't have a single chariot. He didn't have a single spear. He didn't have a single sword. He intended to conquer his enemy with one thing. He appointed singers. My Lord, have mercy. I feel the Holy Ghost up in here tonight. Somebody came in and said, well, we need to do some spiritual warfare. Let me tell you what spiritual warfare is. I'm appointing some worshipers in this house tonight. I'm appointing some singers in this house tonight. You want to know the best way to war out of your problem? You ought to just start saying, I know it's difficult, but I'm mustering the courage to put my hand together. I'm worshiping the courage to begin to say a hallelujah. It's going to be soft at first, but it's going to get strong. Stronger. It's going to be weak at first, but I'm going to get a little bolder and I'm going to get a little louder and I'm going to get a little stronger because if I can muster the courage to sing my song in the middle of my situation, the enemy will flee and you will be victorious. Watch, watch, watch. Some of you don't believe it, so I got to take you there. Verse 22. <laughs> and when they began to sing and to praise the Lord set ambushments everybody say traps mm -hmm. when they the Jehoshaphat appointed singers the Lord set traps God literally set up traps because his people began to sing. The Bible said the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir which came against Judah. You know what Judah means. And then the Bible said and they were smitten. <laughs> Anybody that ever comes against praise is fighting God. You don't ever want to get on the wrong side of praise. 
I've had people come to me and say, I think they're getting a little out of order. I think they're getting a little out. I, I think they, you know, they may need to calm down a little bit. Hey, I'm not saying anything about somebody's worship. If you want to dance, you dance. If you want to run, you run. I've had some folks tell me, I've heard some pastors say, well, we don't do that anymore. That's a little old-fashioned. They can dance in their living room, and we don't run anymore, and we don't do this. We become too sophisticated. Well, let me tell all of those out there in the land that may be looking for a way out and a, and a way to victory, come on over to CLC because here's what we do here. I'm not criticizing your worship. You feel like dancing, you dance. You feel like running you run you feel like clapping you clap you feel like jumping you jump because when we begin to praise the Lord will begin to fight for us the Lord will begin to set ambushments against our adversary oh somebody put your hands together Watch this. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Watch this. So Judah's singing, and their singing disoriented the plans of the, of the enemy because the enemy thought that they were going to win the battle on social media. Mm -hmm. They thought they were going to send up smoke signals that said, look at how many of us there are. They thought they were going to fight a different way. But God had another plan. God said, I, here's what I'm going to do. When you start praising, I am going to cause it to confuse the enemy. And you know what they started doing? They started fighting one another. Oh, there's so much preaching left for me here and so little time for me to do it. If you will just get your praise on, if you'll just get your song back, if you'll enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and quit worrying about every problem you have and every adversary you have and every devil that's fighting you, the Lord will begin to fight for you. If you'll just begin to come into the house of the Lord and say, it's time for me to praise. It's time for me to sing. It's time for me to worship. The Lord will fight for you. I just feel like this message tonight, if it will just catch on, the enemy's about to have a bad week. Because I don't want this just to be about a Sunday night shout and we leave out of here victorious tonight and dancing and singing at the conclusion of this service. That's all good. I hope we do. But I want it to be more than just a Sunday night shout. I want it to be a Monday at work and you just can't help yourself. You just have to get a little praise song going and somebody's looking at you. What in the world is wrong with you? Aren't you in a struggle? Aren't you in a battle? Isn't the enemy after you? Aren't you under attack? Yes, I am. Am, and God's fighting for me and I'm going to praise him every way that I can. The devil hates it when you sing in the midst of despair. So Paul and Silas are in jail. They're thrown into the inner prison. They're in the dungeon. And then they have only each other that's going through the same thing. You know, misery loves company. 
So they only have each other to talk to. The worst thing in the world that somebody negative can do is find somebody else that's negative. And the worst thing that can happen to the devil is for somebody that has got some faith in them to get around somebody else that's got a little faith in them. And you begin to talk about the goodness of the Lord and you begin to encourage them and they begin to encourage you. That's why the Bible said if one can put a thousand to flight, two puts ten thousand to flight. Because when two people get together, there is a power. When you begin to praise him. Oh, I know you can do it at home, but when corporately we begin to praise him, I believe the angels in heaven begin to sit on the balcony and look down and say, hey, I long to see what that's about. I want to know more. So Paul and Silas, they're in jail. They're in the prison. Come up here, Sister Cheryl, get the music ready because if not, they're all going to fire me before I'm done tonight. Because I said I wasn't going to preach long. So Paul and Silas are in jail, in a prison, feet in stocks, hands in cuffs. Here they are, just the two of them together. And at midnight, everybody say, and at midnight. And at midnight, Paul and Silas began to praise and sing praises. They began to sing and give praise unto the Lord. I don't know what their song was. I don't know what their song was of that day. I have no idea. Maybe they sang out of the song. Maybe they sang some Jewish hymn from the synagogue. I don't know where they found the song. But all I know is, is that two of them made up their mind that either we can stay here like we are and talk about how bad the shackles hurt our feet and how tight the cuffs are on our hand and how cold the dungeon is and how dark and dreary this place is or either they can begin to find a song in the midnight hour and begin to encourage themselves in the Lord. I grew up, I, I grew up, we, we sang all sorts of songs, and there's one song particularly in my young years that I always enjoyed because I like to change the words. Anybody ever change the words in a song, make it something else? So, <laughs> so I used to sing, we used to sing this song, and it kind of went, well, I feel like praising, praising, praising. Anybody remember that one? I feel like praising, praising Him. Oh, praise Him in the morning. Praise Him all day long. I feel like praising, praising Him. Now, I could change the words to that song. Sometimes on Sunday morning when my mother would come in and turn the light on, I changed the words to the song. It kind of went like this. Well, I feel like going back to bed. 
See, sometimes we can sing a song that matches our emotion, our physical demeanor. Or either we can decide to sing a song that is a song of faith and hope and deliverance that says I'm not going to sing about how I'm feeling in the flesh, but I'm going to sing a song that talks about how my faith feels when I begin to worship. When I begin to say I'm not going to stay where I am, then I start singing by faith. Well, I feel like praise and praise in Him. See, you may have come in with pain in your body, but can you muster the courage? Like praise and praise in Him. Oh, yeah. Praise Him. like you mean it now. Say I, I feel, feel like praising, praising Him. Oh, I, I feel like praising, praising Him. Come on, you got to tell yourself, I'm going to praise Him. And I'm going to praise Him. Oh, because I, I feel like praising, I know I've heard those, I've heard those say, well, Pastor, that'd just be a lie if I said I feel like praising him. Obviously, you don't understand prophetic praise. Because let me tell you, this, this isn't a word I grew up hearing. The first time I heard it, I thought, what in the world are they talking about? Until I began to research it a little bit and began to understand that prophetic praise does not speak of my condition of where I am. But for prophetic praise begins to talk about where by faith I believe God is taking me to. They, they sing a... The group up here sings a song. This is how I fight my battles. Sometimes we need to just walk into the house of the Lord. And when you're down and you're struggling, you need to just get to that point and just start saying, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. You see, there's more to it than just people up here singing. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. Come on now. This is how I fight my battles. Oh, yeah. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. You see, there's some folks that I've had people ask me, I don't understand. I don't understand what all the praise and worship's about. I don't know why we have to have 30 minutes of singing before we get to preaching and all that. You know why? Because you know why? Because some of us come in in the flesh and we are beat down. We are in going through it. We are weary. We are in struggle. But when we come in and find a song and we begin to praise him in the middle of it, we are fighting a battle that we can overcome every obstacle of the mind, of the spirit, of the flesh of the emotion and we begin to encourage. Come on, how do you think David encouraged himself in the Lord? David got out his heart. David found a song that he had written and he started singing in the middle of his trouble, in the middle of his difficulty. He began to sing 
and give praise to the Lord. Come on, somebody in the house needs to begin to give God praise in this house tonight. This is how I find my battles. 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 This is how I find This is how This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. Come on, worship is the way the battles won. Four or five years ago, Dylan was in the hospital in Springfield, Missouri. My wife flew out on a Sunday afternoon. I drove out after church on Sunday night. We got there and spent several days in the hospital. Many of you know the story. When the doctors came in, Dylan had lost about 35 pounds. They weren't sure what was wrong with him. They had not yet found a diagnosis. The doctor came in and he looked at me sitting across, being his dad, Annette sitting next to me. Dylan was laying in bed in a weakened condition. And the doctor said, We are running some tests because it appears that it could be leukemia. But if it is not leukemia, then I would be certain that it would be lymphoma. And I looked at him and I said, I thought I was speaking above Dylan's IQ level. And I said, would it be Hodgkin's or non-Hodgkin's? And the doctor said, either or it could be both. My heart sank. While the doctor's in the room, Dylan just took the cover and he pulled it over his head. And just before he pulled it over his head, remember what he said? Wake me up when this nightmare is over. The doctor walked out of the room. I sit numb for about three or four minutes. And I stood up and I pulled the cover back off of Dylan. And I ripped open the blinds and the shades and I let the sunlight in and I said Dylan get up out of bed this is not the way it's supposed to end a nurse was in the room and she said I'll step out and Dylan looked at the nurse and he said is there a piano in this hospital and in his weakened condition, he walked himself with me on one arm and his mom on the other down into the chapel. And he sat down on the piano and he began to play that piano. 
and we begin to sing and the glory of the Lord began to manifest in that room. People started coming in the back of the chapel. People started lining the hallways. We didn't even know it that they were piping everything that was happening into all of the hospital rooms that had their television on. I came here tonight to tell somebody that the enemy wants you to believe that it's over, but we came tonight to fight a battle and to win. Before you leave tonight, you need to declare, I'm going to have a breakthrough. I'm going to worship until I get an answer. Come on, just you and the Lord. somebody find somebody next to you and say come on we're going to praise him together tonight we're going to worship him together tonight we're going to find victory together in the house tonight come on everybody ought to leave here in victory if you didn't enter this building in victory I want you to walk out of here in victory tonight I want you to walk out of here with a praise in your heart tonight come on praise him 